been listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 299.1, Scott. That's right, John. This is the Ad Hoc 300 Prep episode. Yeah, we got to prepare because we have no idea what we're going to do. We're just going to milk this goddamn 300 forever. I have some ideas. So we can have God and Bob come in, maybe Stephen Hawking. Right. Uh, What we need to do is have our listeners call our uh, voice line and leave a voicemail. And we'll play voicemails. Did we already get some 300 uh, voicemails, John? Yeah. How many 300 voicemails Uh, do we have? Two. Two of them? Yeah. Really? I thought we had at least three. Uh, Maybe. Three people told me that they left messages. And I would assume that uh, there are other people that left messages that didn't tell me they left messages. maybe we did. It might be the same guy left two. And then... Mm. (laughs) Three different people told me. Well, we got a song. Somebody gave us a song. Oh, a song. A song. A song. And I did change the header picture on the TTN Facebook group. Uh, to feature the uh, phone number. And I also need to update the homepage yeah. of the web. Uh, yeah. Our dot com, if you will, John. I couldn't do that yesterday because my network, my wow network was out. And I took care of that today. I didn't have time yesterday, but I took wow. care of it today. Wow. Yeah. So that's very exciting. And uh, 300, coming up on 300. It's taken us about 10 years to get here. Um, so the question for you, John, is will we do an episode 600, and will we be in our 60s when we do that? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. Why not? You never, you just never know. You got to aim high, Scott. And then I look at these other podcasts that we've talked about yeah. before that have been around since we've been around, like um, Mediocre Show. Yeah. They're on episode what? 5,000 5, or 5, something. 5,000. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and John. Punky. They've been... They do it regularly still. Mm-hmm. We just like, oh, um, what are you doing this week? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I, I uh, uh, God, I didn't get a chance nail. to file my nails, so <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, just going to stay home and do yeah. that. If that's all right. It's all right. Now, you know what it is, Scott? Here's what it is. Uh, mediocre show. They don't have any teenage kids. Uh, punky. No kids at all. Okay. They got nothing better to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. It's we got these these teenagers and they suck up all of your time. I thought the little kids sucked up more of our time, but no. You put them to bed at like uh whatever, seven thirty or something. When they hit middle school and into high school, it's like a nightmare because there's all the sports you got to deal with and all the friends and the birthday parties and driving here and driving there. And, uh, you know, my son being in three sports and my daughter, she's out of high school now. So that's kind of a good thing. And, and she was kind of driving my son around, but now she's working and she's going to be going to college and she's giving me the business about painting a room and stuff you know it's just like every weekend it's something every week every day it's something something today i get a uh, a thing from my wife hey um yeah there's a football meeting at the school um 
okay, so I got to what? I got to go to the school? I got to, what do I got to do? Uh, yeah, at 6 o'clock till 7 o'clock, there's a football meeting. It's about hazing and and all that shit. Okay, great. Say no to hazing. There, meeting so concluded. I, yeah, so I, I fly home, get home as soon as I can. Uh, I'm on the shitter. She calls me. Hey, what are you doing? I'm on my way to a meeting. I go, yeah, I'm going to meet you there. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not meeting me at this one. This is the uh, fine arts meeting at this whatever restaurant. I'm like, no, no. I got a meeting request to meet for a football meeting today at 6, so I left work early. Oh, oh, no, that's tomorrow. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I send it for today? Yeah. So I got that tomorrow. So I thought, you know, I shot you the thing. Hey, let's, you want to do ad hoc tonight? 299.1. Hey, you're like, yeah, I don't know, maybe. And then it was like, yeah, eight, see at 8. And I'm thinking, oh, crap. Then I get this thing where I got to go to this meeting, which means rush home, go to the meeting. Who knows when that's going to end? Because when I go somewhere with my wife, uh, you know, bless her little heart. But she, uh, and she gets involved in everything. She knows everybody. She's like the mayor of the town, and she can talk like nobody I know. She's the most <laughs> positive person I've met in my life. She could will herself not to be sick. That's how like positive she always is, and talkative, and it's annoying. Actually, after a while, you know, it's I- too happy. I don't agree with the annoying part, but I did notice what you're talking about when we were at August Fest. Is that what it's called? Yeah. August Fest? Yeah. Uh, and it's a it's a displays kind of function, but it's Mount Prospect displays. It's at a church. She's walking through and yeah. people are saying hi. Hey, and, hi. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. No. Right. She stopped. We, all of a sudden, she disappeared and I'm looking around and I'm walking with Julie, you know, and uh, did you see my wife? I don't know where she went. You know, because she's got one of the chairs. So, all right, whatever. She'll figure it out. Go over to the beer tent, and there she is. She's all ready. Oh, I just ran into so-and-so here at the beer tent, blah, blah, blah. You remember so-and-so? No. I I have no idea who these people are. (laughs) So this is, we're talking about August Fest, which is a seventh heaven played. Yeah. And it's the taste of displays, kind of. No. There was, like, some places there that... Yeah, but it's Evans, not, Giuseppe's. It's always yeah, it's pretty much the standard fare. It's standard always the same thing. Pizza, chicken, I burgers. I spent eighty dollars on tickets. Nice. Uh and Julie got so hammered she had to stay at my house. She slept on the couch. So well let's give some context. So and this <laughs> is um this, what it was a Saturday? It was Saturday, yeah. Saturday. So um my wife went out of town uh, with one of her friends. She was in Michigan, so it was just me and Brody. So we saw a movie we'll talk about later, and then uh, I was texting you like, hey, dude, I asked you to go to the movie. And you're like, no, I got some other shit to do, but we might be going to this either Lakemore Fest or August Fest. So I said, all right, let me know. And then you told me, and so I was going to head right over there, but Julie was late getting here, so yeah. I came over here first. And then I got to meet your dog, and that's a whole other story. Yeah. 
Well, here it, it, we even digress even more because it started out as uh, um, I had nothing going on. I don't know what we were going to do. I was like, yeah, we're just going to kick back, throw some logs on the fire pit, have a couple drinks in the backyard, and go to bed, you know. And then um, I was going to meet Julie somewhere to drop off a CD of all the songs the band does so she'd have a whole CD, and I forgot to give it to her Thursday. And then she was like, well, let's do something fun with a group, you know, call Scott, da-da-da. I'm thinking, oh, shit, what, a, what is there? So I, I checked online to see some of the bands that I like to go see, and there's one that's playing up by her house. She lives an hour away in North. What there. band was that? that Jack you- Tripper. Oh, Jack Tripper, yeah, yeah, I've seen them. So, and they were playing at, like, Lily Lake, and it's, like, five minutes from her house, and I thought, that'd be great. Let's do do a road trip up there. We'll get, like, four people, and um, and maybe she'll get some of her friends, and then uh, she ended up, her daughter was going to come, and then my wife couldn't get other people, and I wasn't sure if you were going to go or if you wanted to go up there, and, uh, and then you were like, yeah, sure, I don't care, whatever we do. And then at some point, it just got all like, okay, we got to be there at 6 o'clock. It means we got to leave at 5, be there at 6 so we can get a good spot. The band starts at 7.30. When they're done, there's fireworks over the lake. Nice. Well, that wasn't going to happen because nobody could get their shit together. She needed to take a nap. Uh, my wife wasn't home yet. We didn't know what the kids were doing. My son was playing softball. My wife wanted to get her nails done. You know, all this shit, you know. It, it, I just want something simple. So a log on a fire. Yeah. And a drink. That's it. And what do we get? We got all this uh, this craziness. Finally, uh, it boiled down to going to August Fest, which we ended up doing probably around 8 o'clock, which yes. was pretty late. And we did witness a uh, UFO, remember? Yeah, that was cool, and it yeah. crashed. Yeah, it was awesome. And they were like, shit, it wasn't a UFO. <laughs> you can hear of- the guys <laughs> over there when it went down. You're, oh, oh, dude. It was one of those things you see at... Uh, yeah, a drone. A drone. You see them at... Uh, I've seen them at Target and at Costco. They're they like have the four, Target? The four propeller yeah, ones. quadcopter. And you put the camera on it. Yeah, but they sell, they sell a really kick-ass one. Target has a quadcopter. I think I've put seen a camera it there. On? Yeah, mm-hmm. the one that there's one. It's called the DJI Phantom Two. I want it. And that's the shit, huh? That's the shit. And man. why that one? Because it has a 1080 whatever 1080p or 1080i camera, camera on it. Nice. It's like thirteen hundred bucks or something. Whoa, I think. Oh whoa. Oh no, they got a Groupon for four ninety nine. Just get one and, and strap your phone to it and hit record and then. Well, here's set it here's up how it works. Uh, it has GPS, so it'll come back. Yeah, they probably didn't have that one. It, it's got like a forty-five minute battery. It's got GPS, uh, so it'll come back to where it'll return home. What like, would you if do it with goes this over thing? Water. I don't know. I go to Arizona a lot. I I like to like zip it up in the air and fly it around and take aerial shots of. Uh, of the mountains and stuff. The mountains. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Because we, we drive up to the Tonto Forest. 
Tonto National Forest up Can to I Sedona. Can I suggest this cheaper alternative? What's that? Google Images. <laughs> I mean, can you just <laughs> go to I Google want Images? I my own. And... <laughs> All right. That's just, that's not cool. Uh, but I saw a really cool one of uh, a quadcopter that flew into a fireworks show. Have you ever seen that one? No. Oh, that's cool. You got to Google. I'll send you a link to that. that Post is it on the really Facebook there, John. Cool. I will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a Groupon right now for four ninety nine for the thirteen hundred dollar one. For for uh, you save one hundred fifty, so it's a six hundred fifty dollar one. It comes with a seven twenty p thirty fps HD video recorder. Yeah, it's got GPS, so it'll return to where you are. And here's the thing. You put your phone, it works with an iPhone, I guess. The phone is uh, is like a, a connection, like a Wi-Fi connection or something, and you can watch the video as it's happening. So you can you can fly it around and watch where it's going. Not just right. by watching it, you can watch what it's filming. So you can move the camera around. It's on a... It's on a servo or something, so it moves around. Nice. It's pretty cool. All right, so getting back to August Fest. Oh, yeah. Uh, seventh, and the UFO we saw. We saw a UFO. We saw a UFO, and then we show up. You bought a, 80 bucks in tickets. I bought a bunch of tickets, and then uh, we had something to eat. I noticed that Julie got the last beef. She got the last beef. And so you had the to go to Evans everything. to get a, I get a, Evans for a cheeseburger. shitty cheeseburger. It, was, it looked really shitty, oh, too. Shitty. I, I felt bad for you. Um. And then we head over and we get some seats over by the Seventh Heaven there. Seventh Heaven. And I asked yeah. you, who, who? I've never heard of them. You're like, this is the um, best cover band in Chicago. Now, I don't know what best means. The, the, the most gigging, like you mentioned, they make a living out of it. Yeah. They do this for a living. And this lead singer used to be on American Idol. Yes. He, How, he what was place on, did he come in? Well, here's what happened with this guy. His name is Keith Semple. Uh, and he was on the 2010 American Idol. And what happened was uh, there was some deal with his, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, his uh, citizenship status here in the U.S. Because he's Irish. Because he's Irish, yeah. And uh, so he got kicked off. <laughs> During the show, he got kicked yeah, off? They yeah. just booted him? Yeah, they didn't say, you suck. He's, they said, you're not American, get out. <laughs> yeah. Right, it is called American Idol. Yes. It's not Irish Idol. That's right. It's not Immigration Idol. <laughs> Fucker. Hey, we should start that. Immigration <laughs> Immigration. Idol. Immigration. Immigrant Idol. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be an illegal immigrant. And if you don't win, we right. send you back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, here's the thing about Seventh Heaven. They they came on around the same time, about 1985, when uh, I played at the Thirsty Whale. So they started at the same time that my career in Exide, which is very short lived, started up. Hold on, Seventh Heaven started then. Yes. Okay. Continue. And uh, uh, Dan, uh, the guy I used to play with, who's been on the show, plays guitar. He um he knows these guys because Xide and them would play and stuff and he's doing VVX. The thing is, is Dan keeps changing 
the uh, the formula of whatever band he's in. He's he's popular. He knows everybody. Everybody knows him. He can play in any band. He makes good money doing it, but he keeps changing the formula. Seventh Heaven has kept it pretty much the same since 1985. They were just his regular old cover band, just like us in 1985. But now... So wait a minute. In 85, when did they come up with the idea of 30 songs in 30 minutes? Oh, I have no idea. Was that in 85? Was no, it recently? No. More recently? Okay. Well, it was more recently, but but I saw them. They they called it a medley back then. They didn't do 30 songs in 30 minutes. They did a medley. And uh, it was back in the early 90s. I went to see him with Joe, our first guest, one of our, our very first guests on the show. Second episode. Uh, yeah. We went to see uh, uh, Exide play. And then we we're at the Baja Beach Club. You remember that place? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bands would play in the sand pit where you played volleyball, and one band would be on one side of the sta- on one side of the room and band on the other. So the first time I ever saw him was sometime in the early nineties, and uh, Exide played. They got done, and then Seventh Heaven Heaven went on, and they were heavier. They were much heavier back then. They did some Bon Jovi stuff, um, but then later on. Uh, and they had their own own music. They're they've written like three thousand songs. They've sold over twenty five thousand CDs. Uh, they were managed by Alec John Such of Bon Jovi and James Young of Styx, uh, nineteen ninety seven through ninety eight. Uh, and there's only two original members still in the band. The guitar Is Nicky player, Cox, one of them. No, Nick Cox. No, he's not. Oh. Um, Richard Hofer and Mike Mushi. They're the original. He's the guitar player, and Mike Mushi is the drummer. Uh, there's been a lot of players in this band. Uh, now they have Nick Cox, Mark Kennetz, and Tamara Mushi, who I did not see. Uh, she wasn't playing. I didn't see her. She didn't do anything, but... Uh, anyway, so they, they do a shitload of tunes. Uh, I just saw them a f- about a month ago. I didn't think they were that good. But at the St. Au- uh, the, the Augustine's, uh, or whatever that church is, is that it, what it's called? I have no idea. Um, they were pretty good, I thought. And they played during that, uh, that medley, that 30 songs in 30 minutes. We played more than half of those songs in Kangaroo Court. That's right, John. That's right. Well, and f- and at some point, I got a, I got Julie, our our uh, our lead singer, a uh, picture with the uh, the bass player because she is so in love with this guy. Yeah, Julie liked Cox. Yeah, not Cox. No, the bass player is Cox. No, Nick Cox is the other guitar player. Oh, I thought she liked Cox. No. She pointed out in the brochure the Cox. <laughs> That she no, liked. No, it wasn't. I, she pointed right at Cox. Uh, maybe at his crotch, <laughs> but not at the guy named Nick Cox. So she didn't have any interest in Cox? No. not Well, not that guy. The other one. Are you sure? I am positive. The one with the pecs. That yeah, was Cox. No, it wasn't. Cox is the old man, the one that looks like you. <laughs> he looks like me? Yeah. No, All it's right. the younger guy, Mark. His name's Mark. Mark. And he yeah. plays what? Plays the bass. 
Mark plays the bass. Mark. I thought Nick Cox. No, Nick Cox. I thought Cox, Cox plays no. the bass. No. So Julie didn't end up with Cox. No, it says right here, Mark Kennick's bass and vocals. Nick Cox, guitar, vocals. Oh, the bass player, he sang pretty well. He sang, yeah. in my opinion, just as well as uh, Keith, uh, the Irish guy, Keith. Well, the bass player, all he did was rap. Oh, then I must have been uh, You're thinking of somebody Nick else. Cox. Nick Cox sings too? He does too? the singing, yeah. He, <laughs> you're all fucked up. That's you, a cool name, you're Nick Cox. You're off riding the rides and Nick playing Cox. with the light-up swords <laughs> and your son. Yeah, so my son and I show up, and yeah. we're there with you guys, and he, we go get brownies. He wants to eat brownies. Then we go to the carnival, and so we did the carnival games, and he found this great game with Nerf guns. So you get these Nerf guns, and you have to hit these cups. And if you hit the cup, and then they look inside the cup and see if it's a small, medium, or large prize. Anyway, he knocked enough cups off to get a Rastafarian cucumber. I'll post that uh, to Facebook so you know what that it means. It was out of sight. <laughs> that, and then you had it in your pocket. Yeah, I put it in my pocket. Hey, is that a cucumber in your pocket? Or are you excited to see me? And Scott? then I gave him some money. I'm like, yeah, spend it however you want. And he bought this, um, what would you call that thing? It look, it's like a lightsaber, but it had a disco light like a on the goblet. end of it. Yeah. Yeah. A goblet. You mean <laughs> like a scepter. A scepter. Yeah. It was like a light up scepter. Uh, maybe was it was a my, sword. In my fucking face. <laughs> yeah. I had to tell him, hey, knock this, hey, that shit off. Hey. What are you doing? <laughs> he's being 10. Yeah. He's being 10. Uh, he's a big boy, man. He had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Because we went on the Ferris wheel. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, John, but he's afraid of heights. I'm afraid of heights. He's terrified really? of heights. Yes. So we're in the Ferris wheel. It's like, I don't know, three stories high. Who knows? But it's a Carney face, Ferris wheel. Carney's put it together. So, you know, yeah. you're always taking your life in your own hands, right? He, uh, there's like at the center pole and we go up and he's, he's just gripping this thing and he won't let go. And I'm like, hey, dude, you just got to relax. <laughs> relax. Relax. They just built this Ferris wheel yeah. about 20 minutes ago. I'm it's sure fine. they did it. I'm sure they did it right. They Look did. at the guy. <laughs> I'm sure they did it right. <laughs> Look at the guy who let us on. Yeah. I mean, that guy looks brilliant, doesn't yeah, with he? The no teeth and the tattoo and the crack <laughs> pipe in his mouth. He's, everything's fine. So I'm all relaxed in my chair. He's on the other side. And I'm like, dude, I'm afraid of heights too. But you don't see me gripping the goddamn pole. Fear is a choice. Yeah. Just don't get relax. me wrong. Danger is real. So it's I told him the real. history of the Ferris wheel and he relaxed. And by the end of the ride, he w he was like in the chair sitting like I was. Oh, you're such a good dad. Yeah. He was like, right on, dad. And so then... Um, we ended up, uh, we had a couple tickets left, so we, when we were walking out, I said, here, here's some extra tickets. Just give them to somebody, because we're not going to use them. Yeah. So we did that. Um, and then we met back up with you guys. You got me another beer. Yeah. And then I had to go. Yeah. And I could swear that Julie was into Cox. <laughs> no. You're, are you serious? I'm on the Wikipedia right now, and it says who is who. I know who it is. It says his name right underneath the picture. Next time it's we talk to Nick Julie, Cox. she led me to believe that she was interested in Cox. Well, she, 
Yes, but maybe not the guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. The guy. She was like, "Oh yeah, his pecs." Maybe so. She maybe she had a misunderstanding. And then when you got up yes, there to the stage, it was it. all cleared up. No, she finally got it when she went up there. She went up there with my wife, and then she came back. They danced a little. Then my daughter said, hey, I, I want to go up there. I'm like, well, Julia will go with you. So they both went up there. Of course, uh, my daughter comes back and goes, um, is uh, Julia a little drunk? <laughs> <laughs> no. And then my daughter, she wants to sit in a seat, and I'm sitting in a chair now. Because my wife's friend Dawn left, so I'm sitting in a chair, and Julie's sitting on my stool that I brought, and uh, my daughter sees, oh, Julie's chair's available. She drags it across the grass. She doesn't pick it up, uh, but she doesn't check to see if there's a full drink in the drink holder. So she dumps it all over, which is just as as well that she did that because Julie was pretty hammered at that point. She was drinking those Mike's hard um lemonades or cranberry aids or whatever. <laughs> drinking Mike's hard. Yeah. And uh yeah. Yeah, so she got pretty lit and I said, Listen, you just listen you're gonna stay look. at my house. So we we blocked her car in on my driveway so she couldn't sneak out. And, uh, and yeah, she slept on the sofa and she took selfies of herself and my dog it doesn't even give me any credit for it being my fucking dog. Like at 2 a.m.? Yeah. And just post it all over Google and, uh, doesn't say anything. Doesn't say, oh, here's me and John's dog. Anyway, so it was a big last minute impromptu. Her daughter didn't come down because... She found out my kids weren't going to be there. But then my kids showed up later, you know. That's what they do. Well, Shannon showed up. They're, Did yeah. Nathan show yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, Nathan showed up. Oh, Lauren Bacall just died, John. Yeah, I saw that. How about that? That's terrible. She was 89. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. So. Here, here, here's. This is Seventh Heaven. Nice harmony. Well, they play with backing tracks. That this is Mark, the Mr. Pex. Yeah, so that's uh, Seventh Heaven. They've been a Chicago staple. They play a hundred festivals a year. Yeah, they were good. Hundred hundred festivals. Per year. What I was amazed by is they do this thirty songs in thirty minutes, and it's uh, it, they sync with a video that's playing behind them of the original videos that they're covering. Dude, who is this a picture of? I don't know. Why do you send me this shit? <laughs> I thought it was funny. Why, why? 
<laughs> Where do you get this stuff? Is this from Google, like Google search or what? I, what is that called? No, dude. Where'd you get this from? I don't know. I'll tell you later. It's a secret. This is a friend of yours? No. You know this person? Did you take this picture? I didn't. Well, how do you know? Uh, this is how do in I know? Germany. Yeah. Oh, you know this person? I do not. Oh. <laughs> That's out of sight. I like the other one you sent me, Rock On. <laughs> I'm keeping that forever. Right on, dude. I love that one. Yeah, I, I tried like to, to. I tried to do that myself. It doesn't look as good. I send you links. I, I want to make you smile, John. <laughs> I tried the rock on one too. It doesn't look as good. I just couldn't get the nail polish right. <laughs> I think I'm recalling what you're. Describe. <laughs> you can't even remember. <laughs> oh, Was there an ass involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now I know what you mean. <laughs> I just couldn't get the polish right on my fingers. It's but the nice. positioning and the uh, yeah penetration, you got that yeah. squared away, right? That's well, yeah. After I went and saw my doctor Friday, and he gave me the old fucking Moon River. Moon. Yeah, we talk. We could talk about that. My physical. Yeah, your physical. Had a physical. On uh, on Friday. Does your doctor narrate like my doctor, Doctor no, M? No, no, no. You should go to Doctor M. No, you I don't want to go doctors. to doctors. No, here's why I don't want to go to Doctor M because Doctor M has very small fingers. Yeah, that's not good. I'll tell you how it is after I see her in. Um, what am I going to see her? Here's why it's not good. In March? Okay, when she goes way in there and she can't reach the prostate. She's got to put her fist in? It, her whole fist is going to slip right into, you know, because that your butthole is like a little waistband on a, on a you know, pair of shorts. And <laughs> <laughs> we should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I stole that, though, from, uh, did you watch that clip I sent you of... Um, of what's his face, uh, Louis C.K. No, no, come on, come on, man! You send me shit, I watch it. I say nice, cool. I send you stuff, nothing, nothing. I'm really busy, dude. Yeah, right. Busy finding <laughs> shit to send me. Uh, so yeah, uh, Louis, Louis C.K. talks about how old he's getting, and and uh, you could find it on YouTube. I'll I'll put that up there on uh, Facebook. He talks about how. He'll just be sitting there watching TV, and he'll he'll say, "I gotta I gotta wipe my ass. I got it for no reason. Nothing happened. I I didn't do anything. I'm just sitting there, and now I gotta wipe my ass for no reason. I gotta get up and wipe my ass. It's like my as I get older, my asshole it turns into like the the waistband on a pair of uh, pajama bottoms. You know, they get all stretched out and." floppity it's like my asshole is like a a bag of leaves that somebody forgot to to tie you know and, and as the wind blows leaves kind of blow out all i don't over have the that problem <laughs> if i have to wipe my ass i always have a reason there's always a reason you have you just wake up and you're like wait a minute <laughs> no i don't wake up it's like you get uh i took a shit yesterday for no reason but i took a shower and now, for whatever reason, I have to wipe my ass, and I don't have a reason? That never happens to me. <laughs> it will. It, ne- no, it, it doesn't. Will. It, it won't. That, 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 that. No. Your asshole is going to turn into, like, the waistband on your old underwear. 
It's going to stretch out. Never. It might be because you'll see when Dr. M slips that fist in there, it's it's curtains for you, man. <laughs> curtains. Yeah. Luckily, oh, that reminds we don't me have of a shit story. forceps in I our I have a ass. shit story, John. Do you want to play yeah. the shit stinger? If you can find it. So oh, I've talked about uh, uh, where I work. If you go up to the sixth floor, the executive level, they have the fully automated toilets with right. the heated seats, with the front and rear spritzers, if you will. <laughs> um, so I go there all the time, and this was a big secret, but somehow the word got out. Now everybody knows. So I'm oh, on the f- yeah. I have a they meeting on the, the fourth show. floor. The fourth, <laughs> fourth flow. flow. The I'm flow. flow. <laughs> the flow, flow. I have a meeting on the fourth floor. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to run up to the sixth floor. The floor floor. Take care of business. Yeah. I'm, I might need a little rear spritz. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I run up to the sixth floor. There's like a fucking line oh, to get no. into the sixth floor. So I said, ah, forget that. I'll come back later. So I went back later. And uh, I walk in, and it appears it's empty. So I take the handicap stall, and I lock myself in. There's lots of room. You could spread out. And I'm uh, doing the buckle, zipper, pulling the pants down, and I hear a guy next to me, and he turns the um, rear spritzer on. Now, when I rear spritz, John, it's maybe for 10 seconds, and I'm done. This guy had the rear... I started looking at my watch, because I started to time him. He turned oh. the rear spritzer on, <laughs> he did, oh, and he yeah. kept it on. It, it, was, it wasn't just for the spritz, so I'm man. like, what's going on in the stall next to me? Oh. And then, I didn't want to turn my spritzer on. I, I don't know. I don't want... I do not want to be out in the sink area with this person. I don't want to know who this person is. Why not? I, I don't know. Shake hands. No, He's I don't. He's got a bandaid <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> because I have so many questions. Why did you have that on for three fucking minutes straight? <laughs> Why? So I'm just trying. I'm just going to. I decided. If he's in here for 30 minutes, I'm going to be in here for 35. That's just the way it's going to be. Because uh, that's odd. That's weird. I'm a 10 second guy. This guy yeah. had the thing on for 30 fucking seconds. And here's what I noticed. I in thought my, you said three minutes. I'm sorry, three minutes. And here's what I noticed in my latest adventure. Um, I never noticed this until just recently. <laughs> but when I turned my spritzer on, it like almost shot me off the bowl. Oh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a pressure. Uh, ah, you can setting, adjust the yeah. pressure. I didn't know that. And somebody, maybe as a practical joke, I don't know, they set the pressure on high before they left. Yeah. So when I turn the thing on, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on. Well, somebody, maybe they use it for their teeth or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so the bad news is everybody now knows about the sixth floor and you got to, uh, uh, they should just, you know, like when you go to the deli and you grab a ticket, a that's what they should, yeah, they should have, a, or when you go to, uh, uh, fucking Panera, and they hand out the um, the square thing uh, that lights up when you're ready, when yeah. it's ready, your food is ready. That's what they should do. They should have an attendant, because I don't want to wait in line like that. Right. I should just be able to check in, and then they get back to me and say, okay, your toilet's ready, sir. <laughs> your spritzer is all warmed up. 
But I'm still, uh, why would this guy have the thing on for three fucking minutes straight? What the hell was going on? I mean, what kind of a mess needs three minutes to clean up? I I just don't uh, understand. It's dirty, John. It's dirty. It's dirty in more ways than one. So that's my shit story. That's out of sight. That is a beautiful story. Isn't it? So, yeah. August Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Had to oh. pull. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. You had to what? Uh, put my dog down. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bring the show down, but <laughs> why not? Right? And you had to because uh, something was going on with the nervous system? What was going on? Yeah. He had a form of... Uh, uh, like uh, canine Lou Gehrig's disease. It's, uh, what is it? It's uh, canine uh, degenerative myelopathy or something. It's some sort of a nerve disorder where the nerves, it starts back in the hind legs. And at first, you know, We've been giving him Remedil for arthritis because he's part shepherd. First of all, he's 12 and a half years old. Um, but he was in great shape. You know, every once in a while he'd, he'd get off the sofa or he'd, he'd chase after a squirrel and leap off the deck, run full speed through the backyard, and then the next day he is down for the count because he is just in tons of pain. Uh, very athletic dog. And we would give the give him Remedil. It's like uh, it's like ibuprofen for dogs. Matter of fact, maybe it is ibuprofen for all you know. And it worked great. We noticed he was really slowing down before we went on vacation. And then when we got back from vacation after a week and a half, uh, he uh, he was spry the first couple days, and then he just like slowed down. Like he got really bad. Like he couldn't stand. And, um, he, yeah, he was having a hard time. He was like kind of wobbling all over. So he kept pumping in the Remedil and, uh, my wife took him to the vet for a blood test and get weighed. And, uh, the vet wasn't there. So it was somebody else. We're going to take him on a Saturday. So it's like about a week and a half later, maybe two weeks later. And, uh, we take him to the vet and he tells us about this condition that happens to shepherds and labs mainly and uh, it starts with the legs and they can't feel anything back there uh, then it'll move to the respiratory system and I told you we were doing a show that he's got this cough and you said yeah my dogs have it too um, and uh, my wife says well while he's here let's get him the rabies and he's due for that he's due for some other shots and the doctor's like, uh, let's just wait on that. You know, let's just kind of, you know, let's wait and see. You know, we'll, no rush to get that. Um, and my wife's like, no, no, while we're here, no, we'll wait. Let's let's see what happens. And when we left, I said, that was him saying, it's over. Don't waste your money on the shots. The dog's right. done. Um. 
So we went home. We told the kids what's probably going to happen, and we said it could be tomorrow. It could be a week from now. It could be a couple of months. No idea what's going to happen. Well, dude, by Monday, he Monday he couldn't even get up on his own. We had to carry him outside. And then um, we were going to do it Monday, but the kids wouldn't let us. So we waited. And Wednesday, my dog just kind of, they let him out, brought him outside, carried him. He walked a little bit. He got underneath the tree in the backyard, and he just laid there for four hours. And he just kept coughing up phlegm. He could hardly breathe. So friends and family came over and said their goodbyes. And then my son, then I carried him to the van. And then my son carried him into the vet. And um, and he he went like like two seconds. I mean, uh, you know. And we asked, we requested the doctor that has been seeing him for the past 11 years. Uh, and he was there, but he was, he had such back pain. He was trying to like, you know, inject my dog and he couldn't do it cause he was in such pain. So we got him a chair. And by that time, my dog was already, he was pretty much done anyway. And, um, so then that weekend, my family insists on getting another dog. And I'm like, no, no, we just put this dog down. We there, we don't need another dog. And oh no, yeah, we got to have something. Blah blah blah. And my w- wife made some comment like, um, um, you know, I I need somebody to listen to me. Uh, I go, what are you talking about? We listen to you. You could talk to us. You need to talk to the dog. Well, the dog never yelled back at me. I said, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll quit my job, I'll lick my nuts, I'll shit on the floor, I'll piss and throw up and eat carpet. And will that be okay? And I promise I'll never ye- yell at you again. <laughs> you just feed me and pet me and talk to me. That's what you need. No. So they insisted on a dog, and you know it's always a rescue dog. We always go for a rescue dog. And I'm like... I have to go because they're going to get a dog no matter what. And they, can, they can't they can pick, you know, the way they pick dogs is like, oh, see how it paws my face? Yeah, yeah. This is the dog. It's perfect. No. So we went to uh, the place that you... Orphans of the Storm. No, America. first we went right way. Oh, right way first. But they just had puppies. Yeah, they only have little puppies. puppies, and then we went orphans of the storm, and they they got a shitload of pit bulls. Um, but they had some other ones too. We had rescued a dog from there for a while, and that didn't work out because my kids couldn't handle it. Um, and they got a lot of hounds. They got a lot of hounds and curs, Scott. And uh, this dog, we call her Maisie. Her name was Rosie. She's about a year and a month or two old when we got her. Um. And she's kind of a brindle-colored. Uh, they told us it was black lab and mastiff, but she's really small. Um, the uh, vet said, yeah, it looks like mastiff. Uh, the paws look like mastiff. Uh, I would say mastiff. And then and then I said I thought it was mountain cur. 
And then he went, oh, you know what? You might be right. Mountain Kerr. Uh, but he said we could do a DNA test, but there's a lot of breeds in your dog. So we got a, a, a totally mixed breed that's really fucking hyper. Um, she does calm down at night. She's very smart. She's got out the front door three times, uh, but we got her back right away. Uh, the kids love her. She seems like a great dog, but she's got to calm down. <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Well, a little bit. So I, I had you come over to check her out. Yeah. And that was like first few days we had her. But now, you know, she uh she I has, think I was I was here the first day you picked her up. Oh, that's right. It was the first day that we picked her up from the shelter because she was supposed to get uh spayed, but when they shaved her, they realized she'd already been spayed from She was a rescue dog before and the, the people that had her had to drop her off because they had to move out of state somewhere into an apartment or something that couldn't take dogs. So, yeah, that's what I would say if I wanted to get rid of a dog. That's right. <laughs> you might- hey, I gotta move. I gotta move out of state, and I'm moving in this apartment. I I can't have a dog. I can't have a dog. So right. Yeah, I gotta give you my dog. So anyway, that's how we we ended up with Maisie. Maisie. Yeah. Because she's crazy. I said it rhymes with crazy. Got to name her Maisie. Could have just named her crazy. Maybe she'll calm down. She's fucking crazy. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think she'll calm down. But I had a dog named Demi. Remember Demi? I remember Demi. Of course. I watched Demi for a weekend one time. When you were in AZ. Right. You got me a Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> or Phoenix Suns jersey. Charles yeah. Barkley. Charles Barkley. You're like, uh, yeah, thanks. I don't like Charles Barkley, but, you know, thanks. And you never, ever no, wore it. No, I wore it all you the time. Every time it. I played basketball, I wore it. <laughs> that dunk You're on like, people. You're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. But yeah, now nah, so we got this dog, and I just you know I, I wanted some time without a dog to reflect. Yeah. You know why, John? Because we're fucking fifty. That's why <laughs> we don't want to waste our time with goddamn dogs anymore. <laughs> I'm done with dogs. Oh my god! Like the first <laughs> the first night, uh, the first night she, she had to sleep. Uh, <laughs> my wife said. And this is this is great because I get totally out of doing anything because I say, "Hey, I didn't want the dog, so it's all up to you three. Yeah, figure it out." So I go to bed, and the dog is just going room to room, like, "What the fuck? What are you guys going to bed for? Come on, wake up!" And uh, out of nowhere, the dog leaps on the bed right on my nutsack. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's she first night. She yeah, yeah, first night. She like she was a good five feet in the air above me before she landed. I could hear it. I could hear her collar go ding, thunk right in my nuts. I'm like, ah. <laughs> So my wife was like, oh, my God, this is brutal. So she was going to sleep downstairs, but she found that if she just closed our bedroom door, 
the dog laid in bed, not on our bed, laid on the bed on the floor. Outside the door. Uh, no, no. In, in, the, in our in the room, room. In our I room. See. She just laid on. We got a big bed that Max used to lay on. That was my old dog, Max. There's a great video I put out there. And um, so he, he used to lay on that. And uh, she just went and laid on that and slept all night. Didn't bother us at all. We woke up, took our showers and everything. Max used to wake us up. Uh, didn't wake us up. Uh, although this morning there must have been an emergency because she woke us up. Uh, she has. The, she'll actually paw your face. Oh, that's <laughs> to wake you up. That's great. You, yeah. She starts whining first. She'll be like, <laughs> and if you don't wake up, the paw goes right on the face. It's lightly though. It's like a little cat paw. She goes like touches it. Yeah, touches it, touches it again. And I'm I'm gonna wait one morning. To, apparently, I didn't wake up. My wife told me this because she went to her side. But I want to see the one morning when. You don't wake up and she just like and just slaps you right on the face with that giant paw because she's had enough of you not waking up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, we gotta. She jumps on the furniture, which I don't like. Uh, but she gets right off when you tell her off. Uh, she sits. She lays down. She does the sit down stay. She's having trouble with the stay, but we're working on that. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. got the recall. Recall is is working. We got to do some more work on the recall to make sure we can get her to come back when she fucking bolts out the door. Mm-hmm. She's very sweet. Yeah, very cute. Yeah, she's a brindle color. A lot of so, energy. A lot of energy. Uh, she looks. She looks like she could be intimidating. Um, if she is mountain cur, they're known to uh, protect their family to the death. Death. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So you got that going for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why one of the reasons why we didn't podcast. We had one week with the dog, my old dog Max. What we were gonna do with him, and then the next week was with the new dog, and then last week, uh, I don't know what happened. Oh, I was supposed to go to Canada. Right. You were supposed to go My to Canada. Flag, I canceled. And Preston Buttons and Mrs. Buttons were in town. And then while I was hanging out with them in Chicago, you were at the airport mm-hmm. and your flight was getting canceled. Yes. Yeah. So I met uh, Preston and Mrs. Buttons and I uh, took the train down there and we met at Pizzeria Uno, the original deep dish Chicago pizza. And we got the uh, pizza numero uno. I don't know if you know what that is, John. <laughs> it's a pizza one. That is pizza one. <laughs> it includes sausage, the pepperoni. Sa- the big slab of sausage. Pe- yes, peppers, onions, and mushrooms. And we got a medium. They wanted to get a large. And I said, no, no, no we're going to get a medium. And we're barely going to be able to finish that. And then we got some brewskis. We had the pizza. They loved the pizza. Then we went to the Rock Bottom Brewery there, John, and we had some cocktails, and then uh, that was it. I got on the train. I got home by 11, maybe, 11 o'clock. Yeah, it's very nice. Preston Buttons is a very, very nice man. Yes. And the Mrs. Buttons, it was a pleasure to meet them. Wait, that's not what you said when we were talking the other night. Sure it is. (laughs) And not only that, 
it was the word horrors a birthday when I was meeting Preston Buttons. So we That's had right. A, she has the same birthday as my daughter. We had a toast. My daughter turned 18 and um, uh, what? To the word, word horror. She turned what? 29? Yeah, I think so. 29. Something like that. So I've met the word whore and Preston Buttons, John, and you have not met either of them. <laughs> so. So. I know, man. I can't get my shit together. They all like you better anyway, so. Not. what? That's nonsense. That's total talk nonsense. Why would you say something so ridiculous? <laughs> so goddamn ridiculous. I got this multicolored pen here, and only the red works. <laughs> Is it mine? Yeah. Oh. What do you mean yours? Yeah, I would assume it's yours. I got it from your house. Only the red works. Here, try this one. Is it multicolored? No, it's whatever. I just threw it out there. Did you see ah, that? Yeah. I'll just use the red. Let's just use red. <laughs> so anyway, we have the. I finally get the phone number where you can read it. Uh, call the show at two two four Big Rod One or two two four two four four seven six three one, or Skype us at TTN underscore John. Yeah, Scott, and leave a message. Yeah, because we got the big three hundredth coming up. Get John. the big three hundredth coming up. This is two nine nine dot one. Might have a dot two, dot three, dot four. You know what else we, we should do, John? Get a 300. We should get the time machine out for yeah. 300. Maybe go back to episode right. one. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Is yeah. episode one, does that exist? <laughs> Somewhere. 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 On the website, I think we have episode 10 and beyond. I don't think we have before 10. But um, somebody has episode one. Somebody. Somebody, but it doesn't matter because we have a time machine. Remember so we when we can, did fifty? We can go 50 back. Fifty was like the wow. Was we did all this? I did eight hours of post production on that fucking thing. Yeah, it's when our kids were littler yeah. and we could just put them to bed at seven thirty. Yeah, we would be out podcasting till two in the morning. Yes. drinking two bottles of wine. Professor Tom would come out. Uh, as a matter of fact, I keep getting invites from. Professor Tom, we should probably uh, do we a should. field trip. Yes, pick a date to one of his shows. Um, it's very entertaining. He's part owner or something of the Whip Theater. Um, yeah, yeah, we got to do that at the Whip. At the Whip, they have um, shows like Murder. I don't know what it's about, but it's called Murder. Probably about murder. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, here it is. It's, uh, extended again by popular ma- demand. Ian Hamilton and Mike Kappa present a variety show laced with improvised routines and sketches. A new show with new acts every week. Our best selling show. And it's on a Wednesday. Get your tickets now. Scott, get your tickets now. So, uh, yeah, he's got the show, and uh, oh, they got a bunch of shows. We should pick one and go. Pick a show and go. Yeah. I shit you not as one of their, their shows. Uh, 
freak happening. Maybe when we go man cow, we'll be there. Yeah. And we'll get to man hang cow out with Mola. man cow. I wonder if he still hangs out with turd. <laughs> Didn't you know turd? Was I met Freddy's? turd at the beacon. Right. And he had a, sh- a t-shirt that said, said turd I'm on it. Turd. <laughs> I'm turd. I'm <laughs> turd. Oh, next weekend is triple shot at the beacon for the my uh, for 1984 class reunion, I think it is. Triple shot? Yeah. What day is that? Oh no, that's not next weekend. This weekend, it's two, two, two weekends from two, 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 weekends? Two, two weekends. What is that? What is the date on that? The twenty second. Twenty second of August. Yes. All right, man. I'm I'm putting that on my calendar. Triple shot. I, I've heard of them. Yeah, they're good. Triple shot. I went to Catholic school with two of them. Two of the members. Are you gonna go? I don't know. Come on, let's go. I'll go with you. Go I'll get TP to go. It'll be great. I, I should have graduated with you, dude. <laughs> you know? We're the same age. So what? These are underclassmen. Whatever. It's a long story. I don't know. I want to tell this story. It's a horrible, horrible story. Horrible. It's horrible. All right. So August 22nd, we'll be at the Beacon. I drove by the Beacon on the way here, and, and it, it looks like it's closed. Yeah. Closed. Closed. What's yeah. going on over there? I don't know. Are they going to be open for the 22nd? <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's shit going down. I don't know. There's rumor that it's going to be... Uh, CVS. Yeah, CVS, CSV. CSV <laughs> Which one is it? CVS. CVS. Yeah. 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 All right, John. Talk, uh, yeah. Let's talk about movies. Sort of talk about movies Tur- there, John. Turk about movies. about Before we talk about them. about movies. Robin Williams Robin hung himself. Williams. John, 63. Yeah. Dead. Hung himself. Depression. I would assume if you uh, kill yourself because of depression, you've been suffering depression for all your life, basically. But I have no yeah. idea. Was he suffering, always suffering from depression? Robin Williams? <sighs> Good, good question. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. But uh, for me, I remember Robin. Do you know the first time that I saw Robin Williams, John? No. Probably the first time you did. Uh, on Happy Days. That's right. Yeah, on that's Happy right. Days is Mork. Yeah. And Happy Days had already jumped the shark, literally, uh, when Fonzie jumped the shark. Orson. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. Mark calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Mark calling Orson. Come in, you boob tubeness. Is that you, Mork? Oh, yes, sir. Talk about your bad connections here. Woo. Beeps, have you been chewing on the lines again? Ron Green said kibble, not cable. Mork, pull yourself together. Yes, sir. Oh, good to have you back. Sorry, sir, I lost my head. Have you been tinkering with your knobs again? Oh, no way, sir. I just had my 3,000 report checkup. I must be suffering, sir, from that universal disease called shoddy workmanship. And one of the main symptoms is feeling like it's just been ripped off. What causes this disease? Well, sir, apathy, lack of pride in one's work, greed. What happened to responsibility? Well, sir, it's in the shop. It'll be ready Tuesday. <laughs> you see, sir, I've looked... <laughs> yeah. Is that from Happy Days or from, from Mork, Mork and Mindy? Mork and Mindy. Mindy Pam Dauber. Yeah. John. Oh, she yeah. was hot, man. No doubt. She married. Um, I, I love the guy. What's that guy? She married that guy. It <laughs> <laughs> narrows it down. He was a celebrity too, John. Celebrity. Celebrity. He was a movie star and TV star. What the hell was his name? 
This is where he meets the Fonz. You, Cunningham residents. No, Richie ain't here right now. Well, because he and his family went off on a little vacation joint, you know. Greetings, Fonzie. Can you buy us about need it? Remember me, Mark from Ark? You once called me the nutso from outer space. I think I must be dreaming of something like that, you know? I mean, uh... Of course I'm dreaming. That's why Mary never heard of me. <laughs> Don't you love the laugh track from the 80s? <laughs> what? Or maybe it was the set? Was it the 70s or 80s? It, probably the 70s. Right? Oh my god! Yeah, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. So uh, that's where I got to know Robin Williams, and um, I really liked him as Mork. But then when he got into movies initially, and I like his stand-up too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when he got into movies, uh, I don't know, when he did comedic movies, it didn't, Yeah. I didn't like any of those. But when he got into the dramas yeah. there, John. Well, Good Morning Vietnam was funny. No, I, I didn't think so at all. I didn't like that movie at all. You didn't think so? No. It wasn't funny? No, it wasn't funny. I thought it was funny, but then it was serious and sad, and then Dead Poet Society was fucking fantastic. Yeah, so the dramatic roles is where yeah. I think he really shined, and uh, there's this one where I saw it once. You didn't like him in Mrs. Doubtfire? I can't even remember that one. <laughs> that was a good movie. Uh, the uh, Oh, one of the first movies I rented for the Betamax that yeah. my mom got the World was... World According uh, to Garp. Yeah, World yeah. According to Garp. Um the hell movie i can't remember the name of the movie but he was a photo um oh that's a great <laughs> movie <laughs> he was so good in that that's a and he great was good movie. in uh goodwill hunting he was really it wasn't he nominated for that yeah. one yeah so uh but the, when i i remember seeing him on johnny carson too or or these late night shows and he's a nervous rack like yeah he, a- he has this this manicness to yeah. him and it either worked or it didn't and it was so painful to watch when it didn't yeah. work, like when nothing was going on. But he kept going anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, so a really interesting guy, very talented. Yeah. Uh, but uh, to suffer that kind of depression where you... I've been depressed before, but to suffer depression, I would assume it's like on a daily basis that you finally decide that it's better just to end my life than yeah. to continue. I can't even imagine that, and I, I just feel so much empathy for people that that have that. Well, it just it goes to show you, no matter how successful, how many people you have around you, how big a support group, if you're not okay with who you are and you're not comfortable in your own skin, it doesn't matter. I mean, it just it just goes to show that mental health is it's still such a mystery. Have we really helped anyone? Um, I don't know. Well, I think so. I think, but but what's the form of the help for mental health? There's there's uh, therapy. There's talking. There's uh, groups, support groups, just your friends. Yeah, and then there's pharmaceuticals. Have any of those things helped? I'm sure at some point, some something has helped. Whether it's a combination of those. Or it's one or the other, but sometimes nothing helps. And a guy decides at 63 years old 
that he's going to hang himself. Yeah. And that I just can't wrap my mind around but that. But they, they didn't say, like, he hung himself. It, the uh, His assistant found him sitting on his bed with a belt around his neck and cuts on his... Um, on his, on his arms or wrists and and the a pocket knife on the floor um so i don't know if he was hanging from something or he just tightened the belt as tight as he could and then he just left it there i don't fucking know that's that's crazy well then if you know if oh his left wrist they said he was, it was if he didn't hang himself if if he had this belt and he just tightened it then are we getting into michael hutchins territory here you know what i'm saying john yeah i don't know i mean yeah well that's not uh yeah we don't have to go there well you took it there scott so don't play don't say we we is, is <laughs> come on man you're the producer and co-host health. Bog! yeah well, I had no idea he even suffered from depression. Yeah. I know that he had some problems with uh, some drug addiction early in his career. Yeah. Um, but I had no idea well, he, he was addicted he to suffered. cocaine, uh, you know. Yeah. He was an alcoholic, big time. Uh, He's very hairy, too. He's a yeah. really hairy guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we grew up with him. Yeah. And then he uh Well he had he had his aortic valve replaced too, and some say that after they have a, that surgery like that, uh um you go into a deep depression. What's an aortic valve? It's a heart valve. He had the whole thing replaced? Yeah. Because he had a bad they heart. Give you a pig's valve or something. Or was it uh clogged no, the valve, or what? The the valve doesn't work or something. It doesn't pump? I feel the pump. Yes. That's a nice segue into movies, John, because I saw pumping iron. Well, it's not a pump. It's, it opens and closes. <laughs> it, it keeps... Uh, oh, it's like a schwinkter. Yeah. It yeah. keeps stuff from right. going back in after it's come out. Well, I saw pumping iron. Finally, John. Finally! And you feel the pump, and it's like you coming. Feel- I'm like coming in the gym. <laughs> I'm like coming every day. I'm coming. I'm coming. Can you imagine coming... <laughs> 24-7, just coming all the time. <laughs> what is that? I don't like know. Like a twist? That's it's a, like, like a Arnold and, like and Lou Ferrigno Lou put Ferrigno. together. I'm coming all the time. <laughs> you try it. You think it's so simple. So this Dad. is a documentary about the Mr. Universe competition yeah. in 1975, which uh, Arnold and Lou Ferrigno and uh, Franco Colombo. Uh, yeah, we're in, yeah. and um, you get to see Arnold before he became this huge superstar, and then the eventually governor of California. You can get in a gym, you know, as uh, having sex with a pump, get a really tight feeling. It's really tight. It's like somebody blowing the pump, and it feels different. See, but this is the tight. edited it's like somebody uh, blowing air into, into the pump. Air. Let's say you drain your pump. I'm like coming in the gym, coming at home, I'm coming backstage when I pump up. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so you know, I'm in heaven. <laughs> but it's interesting to see how he. 
uh, the, the dead music's greatest. creepy though. I mean, Listen, you can get yeah. in the gym, you know, as uh, having sex with a bump. Get well, a some of the music type. later on is like porn music, like <laughs> when is. they're when they're posing and they're doing their competition. But they I got hope porn you music in the room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. Stop whining. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You lack discipline. Stop being such a pussy. Stop it. Shut up. Shut up. Goodbye. All right. Okay. Hold on. I'm Adam Gibson. I'm Adam. Gibson. He's out of Gibson. <laughs> I'm Adam Gibson. I've never heard that one. No. So uh, the the interesting thing to me was to see the dedication <laughs> that Arnold had. Yeah. Uh, not only for oh yeah bodybuilding, and but fucking messing with yes, people's heads for winning. Yeah. So, but not only bodybuilding, but winning was so important yeah. to him, and he used every fucking yeah. trick in the book, and he would. Fuck, he fucked with Lou yeah, Ferrigno. Yeah, all the, like, brutally. <laughs> oh, you're so that was really interesting big, to... <laughs> Lou. I guess you've been working. Oh, look at the muscles on you, Lou. Lou. That was interesting. But he would he would tell you, like, they would interview him before that, and he would say, yeah, I'm going to go fuck with Lou, and I'm going to do this and do that because I think that he's thinking this, so I'm going to approach it this way. And then they would show you him fucking with Lou. Yeah. He was 14... Fucking eggs and a steak. <laughs> so that was uh, it. Was good when Arnold wasn't on screen. It was fucking boring as hell. Like they profiled this one uh, amateur guy who used to be a football player. It was a snooze fest. But when Arnold was on the screen, it, it was really interesting. Um, so I give that one, John, out of four spiny Normans. I give that three spiny Normans. Nice. When Arnold's not on screen, I give it a half Spiny Norman. Uh, you see some movies, John? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you see? I saw Snowpiercer and Guardians of the Galaxy. Snowpiercer? Is that in the theater? No. What is that? Well, I guess it is. It was for a little while. Um, it's a Korean uh, directed film, South Korean science fiction action film. Based on a French graphic novel, uh, it's basically about this uh, super train. Well, it's it's set in like 2031, and it's a bunch of survivors of a uh, the Ice Age. It's like a global warming causes this Ice Age and kills nearly everyone on Earth. And the survivors end up being inhabitants on inhabitants. Inhabitants. I'm an inhabitant on the uh, on the Snowpiercer on this train. Uh, it's powered by a perpetual motion engine, and the guy who uh, who's the who's the engineer is uh, who the fuck is it? Ed Harris, and the movie stars Chris Evans, Captain America. How about that? And basically, it's you got your lower class citizens all the way in the back, and the the only thing they can eat is protein blocks uh, for food, and uh, they take children away. They measure them, and then they take them away. And those who like, uh, uh, you know, try to question their authority, they're punished. And what they'll do is like they took this one guy. They took his arm and they stuck it outside the train while the train is going like, you know, 200 miles an hour. 
until it froze. <laughs> and then they pull his arm back in, and then they take a hammer and smash it. Yeah. Not very nice. Uh, but at some point, the uh, the people way in the back, they get fucking pissed off, and they fight their way to the front of the train. Uh, so in, in the, when you get to the front of the train, there's a scene with Chris Evans and this, this guy who they pull out of this. They, they keep some of these junkies. They stick them in, uh, these drawers cause they sniff, uh, it's some kind of a uh, fuel, uh, that they sniff and they get stoned and they keep them in these drawers, uh, because they're useful for something like they, they, the guy that they found, he made all the locks to all the doors between each, each car of the train. So they need this guy to open these locks so they can make it to the front of the train to get to the engineer and kill him and take the train over. Um, well, there's, there's this scene at, towards the end where, uh, Chris Evans tells a story about how they ran out of food and they started eating the babies. Oh. And, uh, you know, he starts telling his own s- story and it kind of twists how you think about him a little bit. And and then they get to Ed Harris and then it it's, gets twisted even more. Kind of like uh, the scene in um, Total Recall where... Uh, uh, what's his name? Arnold c- comes to the realization that he's not who he really is, that he really is a double agent, but then he realizes he doesn't like that asshole anymore. He wants to stick being the dude that he became in recall. So it's a really good movie. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was going to be a lot more gory than it was. Um, the action sequences are pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of uh, CGI in the outside world. Um, there's stuff where uh, there's some kind of science in it. Science! Uh, I don't know about perpetual motion machine being much science, but uh, um, when they get to the part of the train where like all these people are like upper class, they're like they're living it on the fucking high life, and then they come to the realization that these protein bars are nothing but uh, uh, cockroaches that they're churning up <laughs> into these gelatin bars that people are eating. What's the, I guess what's the point? What is the point of this movie? Is it an action adventure? What what what's happens is somebody's uh, are they saving the world? Yeah, what's it's science on? fiction action film. Uh why are they on a train? That's a good point. That was the thing I was left hanging. Like, what was the purpose <laughs> of going around the world over and over again on this fucking train? Well, basically what it was is they were waiting for the temperature outside to um, start to warm up so that they can live outside of the train at some point. So they stayed on this train until that would happen. The only way that was possible was having this perpetual motion train that would it kept it warm and the only thing it didn't provide was food so um but they did have a section of the train where uh it had its own ecosystem and they were uh making their own food and they had this aquarium that surrounded the whole train 
and they would have to empty the aquarium out uh, of so many fish because it would get too overpopulated and eat them. Um, so basically, yeah, the the I was confused too, but then I figured out, okay, they're staying on this train until they can go back out. Uh, so they have no choice but to ride it for, for fucking 17 years or how many years it was that they're on this train. Um, so I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. How many Normans? What do we give? Four. Uh, three. I'd give it a three. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three out of four spiny Normans. Well, you were talking about that. Rot- Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 95% rating. Uh... 90 really yeah it's on amazon prime isn't it it might be yeah or is it netflix or something i've seen it i don't know if it's free yet but maybe uh that reminds me one of the things that brody and i did uh when we had our dudes weekend uh is i went out and got a uh bluetooth surround sound system yeah and it's fucking awesome it's so fucking awesome so we watched a bunch of movies with good sound effects and turned it up really loud. Nice. That's what we did, yeah. Um, That's what dads do, man. <laughs> so then the uh, the other thing I've been watching is um, uh, on Amazon Prime, they uh, released a bunch of HBO streaming content. Yeah. So I've been, I watched The Pacific. That's, uh, you know, Band of Brothers, John. That's the European right. theater. And then the Pacific is the same kind of deal, but it's uh, the story of the Pacific. And then I had to go back and I'm finishing up Band of Brothers. So I saw Band of Brothers 10 years ago and I'm watching it again. And I can't remember a goddamn thing. from. I remember some of the characters, but I have no concept of the story other than, yeah, it's World War II and they, they're in Normandy. But I can't remember any of the details. So it's like watching it again for the first time yeah and they're so well done uh the pacific and band of brothers uh on hbo really well done and just shows you the fucking horror of war and if you ask me john uh world war ii had to be fought because hitler was insane in hirohito over in japan and then got the mussolini there uh we had to do that we had to get involved and and since then all these other wars it's all bullshit it's a bunch of bullshit. A bunch of shit. Um, so then... The fact that we're still fighting wars. I mean, wars. What? Yeah. yeah. What? It's ridiculous. Well, uh, yeah, I don't even want to get started on what's going on in the Middle East. Yeah. It's just too fucking upsetting. But uh, moving on, John. You and I saw, we didn't see it together, but we both saw another movie, Guardians of the galaxy. Of the galaxy. I got to tell you this, John. Uh, when I think about my movie going experience from... It started when I was 12. Um, the movies that really had an impact on me in the theater, like Rocky, Close Encounters, Jaws, Jaws um, Pulp Fiction, Poseidon Adventure, Ghostbusters... Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy is right up there. Oh, yeah. with these movies. And why, you know, I know why you're. I know why it is. Well, I was thinking about that, and I think it's because I had no idea what it was, and my expectations when I saw the previews, and I saw okay, it's a raccoon, and it's uh, uh, Zoe's whatever her name is, and she's green, 
and then this other guy, and it, and so my expectations were so fucking low. Um, and then I started to see reviews, and I started like Rotten Tomatoes. It's like ninety percent or ninety four percent or something. So I go to this movie, and uh, I'm with my son, and in the first five minutes, I'm like almost ready to to blubber all over the <laughs> the theater. I'm like, what's going on? This is not what I expected. And then it, the movie kicks in, and you meet these characters and how they come together. And they all have this, uh, they've all lost something, and, and they share this common thing. And the way they come together, and then this mission that they have, and this goal that they decide that they're going to achieve, um, it's really fucking good. Yeah, It's really good. And then they come back to the first five minutes they come back to that later in the movie and i'm started to tear up again and i was like what the fuck is wrong with me this is a comic book movie yeah i shouldn't be getting so worked up about this but the sound the visuals the characters the story i thought everything was just really well done really well done and i thought uh uh dave batista he was fucking awesome yeah, I thought everybody was. The, that big muscle head, um, what the fuck was his character? Um, Drax the Destroyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it, it just goes over your head. Sorry. Nothing goes over my head. I catch it. I, I have quick it. reflexes. That's <laughs> <laughs> really good. My it favorite was. line was uh, <laughs> when she tells him, Oh, and by the way, your ship is filthy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, good thing she doesn't have a black light. It's yeah, like a right. Jason Pollock painting right, in here. yeah. <laughs> I started fucking cracking up, <laughs> and my son started laughing. I'm like, hey, you don't get that joke. <laughs> no. Not yet. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was a great film. You know what was so cool about it was the music. Oh yeah, yeah. The mixtape that he starts out with, and um, and then he gets another one for the, uh, for the next version, dude. <laughs> for whenever they make the sequel, yeah, yeah. Well, who didn't know that? I knew that when she she no, pushed it over to him. I didn't. I did. I didn't. I, I refused to believe like that <laughs> until the end. I'm like, you know, when a kid finds out about Santa Claus, <laughs> refused to believe it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to their next so, fucking adventure. Here's your lines, uh, Vin Diesel, for the part of Groot, because you really can't act anyway. So all we want you to say is, I am Groot. Yeah, but he says it differently. And then he oh, says, oh, I, do I give the spoiler? We he are says, Groot. yeah, we are Groot. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a bunch of lines. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's a good film. It's really, really. I well think it's a done. great film. I give it four out of four. I want to see Normans. it again. I didn't see it in 3D. I want to see it in 3D because there's some cool stuff in 3D. I really dug. Um, oh, what's his fucking name? Chris Pratt. Uh, no. Uh, Star Mike, Michael Lord. Rooker, right, Michael oh, Rooker. Yeah, yeah. His character. He was great. What? The- <laughs> <laughs> with his little yeah. quill that he like stabs everybody with. <laughs> oh, that thing was cool. 
It's like, who's going to fuck with that guy? You got to knock his teeth out so he can't whistle. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yandu Udanta. Yeah. Blue skin. Great bandit. movie. I give it four out of four. What do you give it, yeah. John? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Four highly, four. we both, John and I, highly, highly recommend this. Highly. This is the must see film. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw a film in the theater that made me uh, this excited about movies. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the last one was Pulp Fiction. That was in the fucking nineties. There had to be something. Yeah, but what else. was with the end, man? The very end. Did you wait for the? Post credit, yeah, with um, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. What's up with that? I have no idea. They're not going to bring Howard the Duck back, are they? Did you it see was one that of the movie? Train wreck of a movie. Yeah, train wreck of all time. And Leia Thompson was in that movie yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, that's the only reason I watched it. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? George Lucas, that Star Wars thing is a fluke. Rotten Tomatoes this- gave it a ninety-two percent, less than not Snowpiercer. Howard the Duck. They gave no. no <laughs> talking about Gardens, no, of, the Gardens Galaxy. of the Galaxy, right? Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. How are they going to tie those guys into? Because uh, they tied the collector into the. Was it the Avenger? Oh no, it was uh, Thor, the second Thor film. I think they brought the collector in. Oh yeah, it's Benicio yeah. del Toro. Yeah. He played him. Yeah, he he was. In, I don't remember that. Post credits. Oh, post post credits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to give it to the Marvel franchise. I, I was I wasn't a Marvel fan. I was always a DC fan. Still am, um, but I do like like Spider Man is is probably out of all the Marvel characters my favorite. And the Hulk. I used to draw the Hulk, um, but Batman is by far my favorite all time superhero. Which uh, this Friday. It's superhero themed week, so everybody has to wear at work a superhero themed T-shirt. You know who's my favorite superhero? What's that? Wolverine. Wolverine. Right on, John. I caught nice. up with all the uh, X-Men. Yeah, and Wolverine is by far Logan. my favorite. Logan. I'm going to be Logan for Halloween, dude. He's the shit, man. I'm going to get a Wolverine wig and I'm going to grow out my <laughs> facial hair and shave it like that. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and. Um, there's a, I just saw the the for the second time I just saw the Wolverine movie where he goes to Japan. Yeah, you've seen that one, right? Yeah. And the one uh, his guardian, uh, she keeps claiming she's this guardian, the bodyguard, uh, but she can see the future. Well, she can see people's deaths. Yeah, right. That's the only thing that she can see. So they pull up somewhere and she's like, "Oh, I'm worried, you know, because I saw your death." And he looks at her like, yeah, what? And she starts talking about how he, he's holding his own heart and all this stuff. Yeah. And he looks at her and he's like, cut the shit. And he gets <laughs> yeah. out of the car. Yeah. Get to- <laughs> exactly. Let's get on with yeah. it already. I'm fucking Wolverine. Yeah. Cut the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that bullshit. Yeah. But he does hold his heart at some point. Does he? Yeah, he probably. He sticks his hand inside his fucking chest. But he chest. can rejuvenate. Yeah. How fucking cool is that? And he's got those cool blades with the anti-animum. Yeah. Anti-animum. <laughs> <laughs> Adamantium. <laughs> Anti-animum. Anti-animum. Chatham Tating. <laughs> I heard he's going to take over Wolverine. Is he? No. No. I just made that up no. so I can say Chanum Tating. Chanum Tating. Tating Chanum. 
Chaining. Yeah. Chaining. Chain, chain, so, chain, yeah, chain. John and I highly recommend Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy. Yeah. Right on. Good flicks, man. I want right. to see Lucy. That's another one. I haven't seen the, I don't want to uh, see that. I refuse to see that. Really? Yeah. Because the whole premise is upsetting. we only use 10% of our brain, which is bullshit. We use 100% of our yeah, brain. Just 10% at a time. No, no, not even that, John. <laughs> Don't get upset with I'm me. I'm getting upset <laughs> no. because you got uh, Morgan Freeman spouting off this nonsense. Uh, uh, we use 10% it's, of it's our lazy. brain. It's lazy to me is what it is. It's just lazy filmmaking. You couldn't spend five extra minutes and figure out how you can enhance this person's brain to make her Lucy or to make her whoever she... Blaine. You have to start out with the premise that we only use 10% of our brain and distribute false information to people like that. Some people only get educated from going to the movies, John. That's why it's fiction, Scott. I understand, but let's try to base it on science. Let's base it on science fact and not call it science fiction. No, no, no. Then you it's can... science, but it's fiction. <laughs> it wouldn't be called science fiction. Then it would be called science, but it's fiction. But it's it's blatantly false. We only use 10% of our brain. Yeah, so is Star Trek, you asshole. No, it's based on scientific principles. Oh, it's yeah, based on physics. Phasing you up and down from a planet. Yeah, fa- there's a basis moving. in phasing. No. Yes. And the in the the what do they call it the the thing where the the transporter there's a basis in physics theoretically of a transporter you'd have to destroy the original and recreate it somewhere else and with the spooky action at a distance of quantum mechanics theoretically it's possible it's based on science and it's fiction but this premise of ten percent is not based on anything. It's like uh, it's like calling uh, Moses science fiction. It's like calling Noah with uh, uh, what the hell is Russell? Okay, all right. What Russell? about Spock could read your mind by putting his hands on your forehead? Well, who knows? That's, that's a species. That's science. That's a species. Tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no, species we know nothing about. Big bullshit Dude, in your fucking species we know nothing about. <laughs> You're insane, that man. That species could have been created. Yeah. Here's what we do know about human brains. I don't like science fiction. I like science <laughs> that's fiction. <laughs> Fictional. You don't see you don't see a very fine line, uh, a very <laughs> oh, bold line. Apparently it's drawn the line that Scott draws. This crosses the Dra- line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with it you. Spock the line for me. Uh, it's a species thing. We don't know what speed. Yeah, okay. we don't know what Vulcans yeah, what they right. can do. No, maybe he's, he's God. He's a God now. He's got godlike powers. Well, no. Well, Thor has no. that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm willing Thor. to go along with yeah, that because it, it's a comic book. Yeah, great yeah. fucking movie with a talking raccoon. <laughs> I can believe that a genetically yeah. modified raccoon right. to speak English. Sure. I can believe that. And a blue chick that when you beat her to fuck up, she snaps back into yeah, place. Yeah, because she's made of anti-atom. <laughs> Anti-atom, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and a guy with claws that come out. But that's that's based on science. But to base your whole premise on the movie that we only use 10% of our brain, and she did something and allowed her to use 100% of her brain, is 
Not right, John. It's just not right. Spend five more minutes and come up with a reason why her brain function is enhanced. Don't start out with a false premise. That's all I'm saying. It's egregious. Egregious. (laughs) And as far as Spock reading minds, maybe he's wrong. We don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it just makes him feel better. Maybe he thinks he's like a psychic. Yeah, because he makes every he, he's convinced everyone else with his parlor trick. Yeah. Here, watch when I squeeze you on the shoulder. Just faint. Come on. My boss is right. looking. It could all be smoke and mirrors. My we boss don't know. Is looking. I got Captain Kirk here. Maybe he Vulcans are mu- musicians. <laughs> Mutant magicians or magicians. Maybe they're just magicians. We don't know. Magicians. Oh, because magic is real. It's based on science. No, I'm saying illusionists. I'm using magicians in the there illusionist are no illusions. term. Yes, there are. You go they're to Penn tricks. and Terry, you, tre- you tricks, illusions. What do you call them? Tricks. It's not supernatural is the bottom line. You're tricking people. Yes, you're tricking people. You make them look the other way for a split second, and then you trick them. Yeah, you do something, and you trick them. All right, John, that concludes movies. All right, so 300. Is that going to be our next episode, John? 300? Could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. Might be. Or it could be 299.2. <laughs> we don't know yet. Dot two, I prefer. Not point. 299.1. All right, so we're going to have God and Bob in, Stephen Hawking. Who else can we have in? Uh, and we're going to try to take the time machine back to episode one. Cavalcade of characters. <laughs> episode one, or maybe episode two when Joe was uh, in. Actually, Joe has requested to be on episode 300. As, a, as an in-guest or call-in? As in? an in-guest, yeah. In guest. How about in that? Studio in guest. studio guest. So we have to plan that then around his schedule as yeah. well. So we might not do 300 until 2017, John. Jesus Coordinate Julie all our schedules. Is, uh, is, has interest in also being on. I haven't asked Phil the Blaze player or Marty um, or Special Ed. Well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. Definitely, Zach would yeah. you should get an invite. One of our greatest guests of all time is Zach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not only with the witty banter and dialogue, but he can perform as well, John. That's right. Yes. So That's right, Scott. If you're listening to this, uh, dial the Skype line and uh, leave us a message uh, about 300 and how fucking awesome we are. And that we've been doing this. For, <laughs> we've been doing this for ten years, and then maybe How fucking awesome we are. We'll make it to six hundred, right? But we need some fuel, John. We need, we need some, some fuel. fuel. What about if we monetize it? There's some way to. Do you think people pay ninety nine cents a show? We had this discussion in episode two ninety three. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I when uh, we bought the Jeep, we get the Sirius for a year for free, and I just got the bill if we want to continue for next year. Mm-hmm. And I only listen to Howard Stern on Sirius. I don't listen to anything else because the you can't listen to right. music because the satellite feed is shitty. It's like 300 bucks a year, right? It's shitty quality. It's like 160 If you get uh, If you buy two years, it's 300 bucks. 
or maybe it's three years. I don't know. The more years you buy, the less it is. Um, but I only listen to Howard. That's it. So I'm thinking to myself, do I want to pay 150 bucks a year just to listen to Howard Stern? Why not? I think I do. You don't think it's worth it? Well, he only does three days a week now. Did you know that? He only does Monday, oh. Tuesday, Wednesday. And and that's if he's not on vacation, which is six months out of the year. Right. Um, but he has 20 years of content you can listen to. And so how many shows do you figure he does? He probably does, um, uh, What's uh, let's see, let me do some quick math. 24 times 3, what is that, 75? Maybe 100 shows a year. That's it. That's it? That's it. 24 times what? Three. Yeah, he does three shows a week. I did half a year, uh, a little over half a year. Why half a year? And then I rounded up to 100. Because he's always on vacation. Always? Like always. Well, he's on American. He gets six months of vacation? He's got America's Got Talent, so he's got to do that all the time. Yeah, he gets a ton of vacation. I would think it's more like 30 weeks. I don't know. Somebody knows. It's probably out there on the interwebs there, John. Oh, you know what? Before we go, we have to okay, pay this. Okay, so it's got to be, so you're going to pay roughly like a dollar twenty-five a show. That's worth it. Yeah, but you're also getting over 20 years of content from his, you know, he owns this whole catalog mm-hmm. of his entire radio career, and he's got some really great interviews uh, with people, and it's interesting to hear, like, uh, before they became superstars, they were on the show like in the 90s. So it's something. about 99 cents a show. That's that's like what Steve Dahl charges. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll probably do it. All right, John. Uh, so 300's next. Uh, before we get to anything else, we have to play the greatest Pat Robertson clip of all fucking time. And this happened right after we recorded our last show. Um, I don't know if you've heard this or if you've seen it, but somebody has a question about their son's stomach pain, and you're not going to believe this fucking guy's <laughs> answer. It's unfucking believable, and it's dangerous. And to to know that my mother sends this guy money just oh, fucking man. aggravates me to no end. Are you ready, John? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. And writes, my son heard sounds that sent painful shockwaves through his body as I was oh, praying God. for him, and I called on the name of Jesus. My son said it <laughs> felt like something hit him very hard in the stomach. I know this is not of God. He's a Christian. Can Christians be attacked by demons? Uh, he could be attacked by demons, and he might be uh, oppressed or possessed by demons. I don't know anything about you. I don't know his faith. I don't know his... But it sounds like... That child has there's something in the influence, and uh, you need to get somebody with you who understands the spiritual dimension and doing uh, <laughs> How about a spiritual doctor? warfare. But you don't want some quack in there that's casting out non-existent demons. <laughs> Do you be- did you oh just God. fucking hear that? Oh my God! You, Are you want kidding me? It, so Pat you Robertson want some quack? <laughs> he's admitting. Oh my God! That. Some of these people that say that they can get rid of demons are quacks. Yeah. But you got to go to an authentic. A real one. A demon, real demon. Get rid of her person. 
Where do you go for that? I mean, I, can you go? Are they in the yellow pages? Do you go to Pat to get oh, a, here we a go. contact? Uh, demon, get rid of hers. Who do? You, <laughs> but how do you separate the shit from the shinola, John? That, how do you know that t-shirt. you're not being total talk nonsense? <laughs> official, no bullshit. Uh, demon, get rid of her. <laughs> demon, get rid of her. How do you separate the the just the yeah. con men from the real? Yeah, the real demon, demon get, get rid, rid of hers. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe Pat will tell us. There's more, John. There's more. <laughs> you know. But at the same time, you need to look back. And I, if I were going to look back at your family, well, what in your family? God do damn you it. have anybody involved in the occult? Somebody in witchcraft or tarot cards or psychic <laughs> Tarot <things>? cards. <laughs> in the occult, John. In the yeah. occult. All right, so. In the tarot cards. Now, first of all, he ex- he, the woman suggests, she asked the question, could it be demons? And Pat's like, oh, yeah, what else could it fucking be? It's got to be demons. Now, let's try to figure out why the demons are there. Why? (laughs) Is it because of the occult? (laughs) Or the tarot cards? There's got to be somebody in your family who's a total asshole that's into the occult or the tarot cards. That's why your son has demons in him. I mean, is there any... (laughs) Is there any thought, any logical <laughs> thought that goes on in this man's brain? You don't want some quack going in there, and uh, you need the real demon get rid of us. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now let's try to figure out where the demons are coming from. It must be somebody in your family, some somebody. fuck up in your family yeah. with the occult or the tarot cards there. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is Unbelievable. Uh, has there something been there that uh, you don't know about? Some grandparent, great grandparent, or something? Look into the family tree and then get some people in there and cast this stuff out. But th- th- that does not sound like uh, uh, normal. Oh my God. <laughs> that Diane doesn't Wright. sound normal. Oh my that God. doesn't sound normal. Larry, what the hell's going on? What here? are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yelling at me. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, so that clip is so disgusting on so many levels. Yeah. Here's the advice that they should give the fucking parents who are idiots. Take your son to the doctor to figure out. How about this? Make him lie down on his belly and pass gas. Yeah. Maybe that's it. But no, not to Pat. No, it's it's the, gotta find it's demon. Get rid of those quacks. That you want a good demon? You get rid of <laughs> demon. You gotta and can't have the quacks. You gotta separate the quacks from the good demon. Yeah, get yeah. Then you gotta start looking at your own family tree yeah. and find out who's the fuck up, who's into the occult, <laughs> tarot, and the tarot, tarot cards, cards. Maybe, or maybe it's something like that. Yeah, watching too much Gilligan's Island. Too In my that. mother. Mother sends this guy money. This guy, how play her that? Can we find out how much that. money he's worth? He's got to be worth like fifty million at least, and it's all fucking tax free. You get to say this shit, no doubt, and not be taxed. I know. Is that sick? It's unbelievable to me. He's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> oh my god. You got to get them demon get rid of hers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in all fairness, that That was was me that made up. I know. (laughs) But it sounds like something he would say. (laughs) You got to get... 
can't have any quacks. Well, you got to find a real demon, get rid of her. <laughs> That's classic. That's genius, Scott. That's pure genius. All right, John, that's all I have. You got anything else? Got any gigs coming up? No. No gigs. No gigs. We're not, supposed to. Nothing you know scheduled. What? It was funny. Uh, we were talking. Uh, we're possibly, possibly going to have a gig at TP, TPI, EPI. Uh, same room as Second floor? Kangaroo Court uh, played. carry shit up the stairs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck. I'll help you with that. Tom's like, yeah, we're going to play on the second floor. No, I don't have a problem with the the second floor, okay? What I had a problem with is Rick insisted on bringing the subwoofers and that fucking power amp case that weighs like 275 pounds. Remember that? I remember that, yeah. So we brought all that shit up, and I'm like, no, we don't need it, man. This room is, is an echo chamber. As soon as we start up with the thumping and that, it's just going to, the room's, it's going to be a mess. Sure enough, they told us to turn down within the second song. Uh, but while we're taking everything up, we come downstairs and Rick's grabbing his chest and I'm like, what's what's up, dude? What's going on? Oh, man, I'm having chest pain. Really? W- what's going on? I thought you got that taken care of. You got the stents in. And he goes, I know, but you know, my I'm in between jobs now with my insurance and stuff, and you know I haven't had I had time to go back to the doctor, and he's <laughs> he's fucking carrying these subwoofers up with the with you know having six heart attacks during band practice and having a, a full uh, catheter going right to the cath lab after doing a stress test. Which I've been like begging my doctor, can I have another one, please? And he's like, you don't need one. You just had one. You don't need another stress test. You're yeah. fine. Fine. You're totally fine. You're totally dude. fine. All right. So getting back to EPI, is this oh, like I a fr- private gig? No, no. It's it's during. Uh, and when do you find out when if festival. you're playing or not? It's, it's like this Friday or Saturday. It's the fifteenth. Oh, it's, it's coming up. It could be any day. We could find out Thursday. The day before? Yeah. All right. Friday the 15th of August at EPI. But doubtful. But doubtful. They're looking for somebody to fill a spot. So I was like, what the fuck? I mean, fill it. Fill it. I we'll could jump it. on the train, ride the train over. Yeah. yeah. Or, or we could do a kangaroo court gig. We don't have any equipment. Right. No equipment. Uh, we'd have to borrow it. All right, John, you were going to say something else? Oh, yeah. We, uh... I forget to tell my physical story. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I had physical. a physical Friday. So I go in, you know, it's the usual fare. They hand me the cup. Uh, I piss in the cup. And then I always I always do this. I pretend to trip as I'm handing it to the lady with the rubber gloves. Because you always have a different lady, right? No, it's never it's the, the same, same lady. lady and she, <laughs> it's the same lady. And she's got to know it's coming, but every time she's, ah, like, totally freaks out and um so you know i go to sit down oh no come in come in so they weigh me i lost another four pounds since the last two weeks prior um then uh they have me sit in the room take my blood pressure it's still high the doctor's like yeah that's still not i don't know what the hell's going on there so he took a bunch of blood then they did the ekg and he said that looked fine 
Um, no blood in my urine, which is good because the last time I had a physical, there was blood in my urine because I was passing kidney stones. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, he says, pull the shorts down and he checks my nuts. You know, he's rolling them around in his hands. All right, turn around. And he does this move like it's like this weird, like I'm going to stand way back as I reach into your asshole with my giant Shaquille O'Neal finger, uh, which has arthritis at every knuckle. So it's like a giant knotty tree limb. He's putting up my anus, right? in my rectum. But he does this move where he kind of leans down. And he stretches his arm way out. So in case something shoots out of my ass when he pulls it out, like I want I wanted to ask him, hey, why do you do that? Why do you you know, why do you lean so far away? Has something actually sprayed out of somebody's ass? You meant to ask him, but you didn't I meant to, but I, I just didn't have the heart because you know, of course, as soon as he's done, he's like, Okay, it's all smooth, everything's fine. And then he gives me one little Kleenex. Uh, and I'm thinking, he didn't just put a little lube on his finger. He like put a fucking jar. Like he he took four fingers and dug it out of the canister. Because <laughs> it's all up in there. That little Kleenex isn't going to do nothing. So I'm standing there wiping my ass. And he's still talking to me. And he wants to know if I could get him you know, a faucet. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> yeah hey awkward. yeah no, pro- no problem uh yeah can you guys get a bidet or something in here so i could spray this uh motor oil uh axle grease off my asshole but like your some- prostate checked out it's smooth, it was fine right? uh everything went fine i haven't called back to see how my bloods came out but there's something about the whole day, my rectum is taking a while. It takes a while to go back to normal. It just doesn't feel right the whole day. You know what I'm saying? I don't. And then I met you. Didn't I meet you for lunch that day? <laughs> was yeah. it before it you was went Friday. or after yeah, you? I went before. So you were at the doctor before yeah. and then you met for ICS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went home and took a shower, another shower. Uh, afterwards, and then I met you for lunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then you were like ridiculous. We sit down, and we're not at a regular table, and you, you're like having a panic attack. Yes, because I'm. Uh, you were working me Aspergers. Up. You were totally freaking out. You kept standing up. I don't like sitting here. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> There's people over there. They're not fucking sitting, and and you're saying the f word so loud. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, it's a good thing Nick owns this place. The cops are going to be called. You're like, look at this. There's a guy. He's waiting for his food. He's fucking sitting. He's not even eating. (laughs) Dude. Oh, what the fuck? Okay, here we... Oh, the guy got up. Okay, let's go. Let's go. And you don't grab anything and walk over there. You just go and walk away, and you leave me with all the stuff. And I'm like... I had to get the table, dude. What do I do? What do I do? I don't know what to do. Grab a tray. Bring half the shit, and I'll come back and get the other shit. We had to... we had to mark our territory. We can't piss on the table. We got to like bring a <laughs> sandwich over, a, put the we food gotta on there. We got to bring like a rubber turd and just put it on the table. 
and we'll always have that table. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was interesting. That was an interesting moment. And, and then I calmed down. You didn't. Well, you did calm down, but then you started telling me a story about the pool. Yeah, my pool story. And you were going insane because <laughs> that story drives me fucking insane. Oh my god. I yeah. I don't blame you. I <laughs> I told my wife the story that you told me, and she was like. You gotta be kidding me, especially the part Big Fat Pig <laughs> by the fence. She yeah. my wife does this thing where I hate I hate when she does it, especially when we're driving. She'll do this you know, like she'll breathe in like this uh I don't know what you call it. What do you call it? Like like when something startles startle, you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like but she does it really loud to the point that sometimes she chokes herself. And she'll do it while we're driving. I'll be driving along I'll hear, ah, like that. What? And I'll steer out onto the grass. What? Oh, I just remembered. Oh, geez. I, I forgot to. Uh, oh, I forgot to lock the back door. Oh, what? You got to do that. Oh, I forgot to. I forgot to bring in the mail, you know. What the fuck is that? But she did that sound when I said he went, "Yeah, you big fat pig!" like that. And she went, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) she started coughing. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some little ten-year-old was calling you a big fat pig. Yeah, and you're not a big fat pig. He could call me a big fat pig, and it would be. Fat, you know, I'm not a pig, but I'm kind of fat. Well, I'm a lot fat. You, you're not so fat. You're uh, very stealth. Thank you, John. Well, yeah. some of the other things he told me is I'm a loser, and well, that I need true. to get a life. <laughs> Those are two things <laughs> I would have to agree. So he's, he's two out of three. Yeah, two out he's of okay. three. If we were both there, <laughs> he would have nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, call this dumb, stupid... Yeah, he sounded like he was insane. Anyway. So anyway, uh, that's it for, I guess, this week, right? That's right, John. No Phil, huh? No, oh, he no doesn't Phil. come in on an ad hoc. So are we talking possibly next week, 300? Are we talking yeah. next week, 300, John? Possibilities. Monday or Tuesday, what works better for you? I don't know. We'll find we out. Gotta, we got to have guests in here. I need mics. Uh, mics. I'm missing mics. I'm missing some mics. I think Rick sold them. So we need mics. Yeah. Okay. All we'll right. Well, that's all for this week. Uh, that's what this music means, right? That's right. Yeah, that's it. 299.1, Scott. 299.1 in the can. That's right, John. I'm John. And I'm Scott. Say goodnight, Scott. Good night, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.